Hey, this is Ashlyn, former co-host of the Top 10 Recovery Podcast, The Betrayed, The Addicted, and The Expert. I have had my challenges, but I am also living proof that joy is possible, even when life does not go as planned. I'm excited to share with you real examples of living a life full of adventure, true healing, and freedom, no matter how messy life gets. Each episode, I will introduce you to someone I love and respect to talk about ways to be the buffalo and to face your storms in different areas of life. All right. What if I don't want to forgive, but I know I need to, oh, I hate, I hate forgiveness, but we're here and I have Jamie with me because she's kind of the expert in a lot of things, but I think you're going to love her. I think she's fantastic. And um, let me just tell you a quick little bit about her, her little bio, and I'll tell you how I got to know her. So Jamie Gordon is a professionally trained transformational life coach, also the creator of the Joy Bootcamp course and the Parenting and Anxious Child course. She spent a decade stuck in anxiety and learned what worked and what didn't, and now coaches others to how to get unstuck so they can create the life that they want. And I met Jamie at uh, Susie School back in February in um, Scottsdale, Arizona. And it was just a very quick, like, oh, I like the way her brain thinks. Like you definitely see things that we are missing that are right in front of our faces. And so I really, really enjoyed hearing from you, but also just chatting one-on-one with you. So that's why you're here today. I wanted other people to have some of that magic from you and help us see, maybe look at forgiveness in a different light instead of if you're like me super annoyed and I don't want to forgive, you know, I, I've been hurt and I deserve my pain. Um, so that's why you're here. Thank you for being here. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. Yeah. Okay. So first off, where are you located? Tell us like a little bit more about your personal life. Yeah. So I live in India, uh, in Indiana, just outside of Indianapolis. Uh, we moved here about 11 years ago from Southern California, where both my husband and I both grew up. Um, so a little bit of a weather slash culture shock for a good <laughs> long while. Uh, we're both here, both uh, entrepreneurs having our own business. We've got three children, um, 21, 18, and 13. So, yeah. You're, you're ahead of me. You're two steps ahead in, in the parenting game. So I do love watching uh, you share those moments, the parenting moments, because it really is like, okay, you think different. And I need those, those little shifts in how I'm seeing things because none of us know what we're doing. So if you share, <laughs> yep. like, Hey, this is working for me, then I'll try it. So yep. we're all figuring it out each day. We learn something new if we're willing to look at it. Yes, exactly. So I think everyone listening has probably been or is in a situation where they need some forgiveness. And, um, I mean, what's your, how would you look at forgiveness? Maybe old Jamie. And now that you've figured it out and how it's benefiting you to, to practice it. How did old Jamie look at it? Oh yeah. Oh, poor sweet old Jamie. So she would have looked at forgiveness as if it was, um, just needed to be instantaneous, mm-hmm. that it was something I should do. It was the right thing to do that. It was sinful to not do that. It was, uh, I felt so much discomfort with holding like 
those big emotions. So like I would maybe even gaslight myself into forgiveness or try to like, you know, force myself to forgive. And then I, of course I wasn't authentically forgiving. So then it would bubble back up. And I just thought it was more like uh, it's saying it's okay. Mm. You know, that it didn't really hurt. It's excusing the behavior. That's the way I looked at forgiveness. Like that if it is, if I say I forgive you, that means that I also like forget it. Yes. Which is not true, of course, but that's what I had kind of caught growing up that forgiveness. It was like, we were maybe taught to forgive, like God forgives, Uh (laughs) like to be able to forgive, forget it. Uh, But the reality is that's not what forgiveness is. I thought that forgiveness was like a once and done, like I forgave it, (laughs) which is not true. Also, Uh, I thought it was like, if I forgave, it meant that I needed to be over it. Like I needed to, like the pain needed to leave, the anger needed to leave, that it was just a line in the sand and I'm not going to go back there anymore. Okay. So that, and it sounds like a destination, like you're yeah. like, once I'm there, I'll know. And, yeah, then, and then I can forget. And like, then it's like, I never have to think about it or maybe be triggered by it or maybe <laughs> like, there's or just- it was like it needed to be earned. Like, yeah. well, you show me, right. <laughs> Like you're hurting me in this way. You show me that you're trustworthy and then I'll forgive you. Like I yeah. kind of use forgiveness, uh, like I, two ends of the teeter totter on one end. It was like, I want to forgive you as fast as possible. Cause I don't like the conflict between us yeah. and I don't like what I, I don't want to be that person that doesn't forgive. Uh, and then the other one was you earn your forgiveness, uh, so that I can feel okay and safe enough to forgive you. I was using kind of forgiveness as this way to protect myself, which oh, I yeah. think is very common. Um, not like bad, broken or wrong. It's just that it's probably one of the least resourceful ways to protect yourself. <laughs> but we think when we're in the middle of it, that it's actually like best option. Yeah. I feel like most of the things I think are protecting myself are not, <laughs> they're not helping. Like, oh yeah. It's like upside down world. And you're like <laughs> down is up. And you're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> This feels right, but it's definitely not. Um, oh, sorry. My dog is like cuckoo right now and wants to play and no one's here but me. So forgive me yeah. <laughs> for the dog in the background. Um, okay. So I definitely grew up with the idea. I mean, I grew up religious and I grew up um, hearing, like I would listen to a talk at church or, you know, during the week from church and just feel a lot of guilt and shame. Like I'm not good at this mm-hmm. and I don't know how to forgive because, um, I think like you're saying, I just, I would, okay, I'm going to do it. Like they're saying, and just, just allow and give them this freedom is what it mm-hmm. felt like. You're I'm, yeah. I'm kind of releasing you from this hurt that you've given me but then I was still feeling it. So I beat myself up. Like I didn't do it right. And I actually don't know how to do this and I would react in it. So I was still pretty angry a lot of the times or uh, passive aggressive in my, my pain. And so the forgiveness part for me was always um, intertwined with religion and I don't have religion now, but I'm definitely still connected to a a higher power and God and forgiveness still fits into my, you know, it's a human, we still need it. 
Absolutely. We still need it, but there is that when there is that religious aspect of it. And I think most religions, uh, it's a big staple of almost every religion is to forgive. And there's a really good reason for it. It's really good for us. But when we aren't really taught what it is and what it isn't and how to Mm. actually walk through it, we make a lot of assumptions based on our own experiences. We're looking through our own eyeballs with our own filters on it that say forgiveness means I can't ever be mad about this again. Yeah. It it doesn't like, uh, I just remember thinking like, well, if I'm mad again, I must've not forgiven or behavior would come out, you know, this, this sideways behavior that I would, I could tell you, like my intention was not to hurt you or to not be late or to not do the thing that you said, right. But I was doing it. And it was like, subconsciously, I was living in unforgiveness and the behavior was coming out from a subconscious place of showing you, I'm actually holding this against you, but I wasn't (laughs) aware of it. Right. I would have swear up and down. No, 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 no. My intention was this. Mm -hmm. And, but my, the results actually were pointing to, no, that's not true. Which, I mean, that takes a lot of self-awareness. So yes, I can understand that old me would be like, what are you even talking about, Jamie? Oh, Um, 1 trillion percent. (laughs) So, okay. I've had some big hurts in my life, hurts against my children, hurts against myself, against my family, where I definitely felt empowered as the victim. Like Mm -hmm. this pain is so big and so valid that giving this person forgiveness seems unfair. Like they're going to go and live their life and they don't have to worry and carry the trauma that I've been given. Like, this isn't fair. I don't want to forgive. Um, and it's interesting because I work with women on a daily basis who have been betrayed in their marriage. So there's lots of trust issues and forgiveness is definitely this long process of, Mm -hmm of them starting to understand like, but if I, if I show that I'm happy, even one day, then they're going to think that I'm okay. And that everything's like that. Yeah. Nothing hurt get me. A jail, get a jail free card. Yes. And, and, yeah. and so for me, it's a lot of, I get that. I was that. And, and it was also starting to speak speak my pain and my happiness. Like, so both capacities could grow rather than just staying stuck in my pain of like, I'm, it was like, it's all the cliche things they say, right? It's like, I'm locked up in this. I'm not going to forgive because it hurts me too much, but yet I'm hurting too much. (laughs) So what's the answer? Yeah. Well, I think of a quote by Martin Luther King that says that forgiveness isn't an occasional act. It's a constant attitude. Mm. And I think like we, when we expect that we should forgive and it be like a linear, like transformation or, or we think that forgiveness is reconciliation. Mm. uh, There's a lot of good reasons we tell ourselves to not forgive when like, you know, like you talk about like the get out of jail free card. That is kind of what happens for ourselves when we walk through the attitude of forgiveness, because that doesn't just include somebody who's offended us, but also how we hold things against us. Because I know from my experience in my marriage and there being some big, big, painful betrayals in, in my marriage, ones that lasted many, many years without my knowledge and 
holding very tightly to the pain because mm. it, it, and to think like, well, if I j- laugh at your joke right now, you're going to mm. think that we're okay. Yeah. You know, I'm like, no, we're not okay. But at the same time, allowing myself to live in that attitude of forgiveness, like being authentic with like, Hey, that joke was funny. I'm laughing. And we're still not okay. Like, right. <laughs> the And, and we forget that. Yeah. We, we like to go to the either or like mm-hmm. either I forgive him. And that means he's scotch-free off the hook or I, you know, I don't, and he can pay, we can both pay the price of the day we die. But the reality is like there it's and with mm. like, it's both. We get to hold, we're complex. We are, there's going to be part of us that parts of us that forgive. And there's mm-hmm. parts of us that are holding tightly onto unforgiveness and it's layered and that's okay. There's going to be moments that are really, really you're holding on to the unforgiveness and other moments where it just feels like it's, you can get off of it. Meaning like, not like get over it, but get off of needing to hold it against them. Yeah. Like, would you say you're in those moments, like a healthy compartmentalizing the pain so that you can have the fun or the enjoyment in the moment? I think it's letting whatever authentically is coming up for you in that moment, because we can hold multiple emotions at one time, Mm -hmm. but you know, we do it all the time. We hold like the happiness or we can hold love and hate at the same time. I can love and I remember loving and hating my husband. Yeah. That's the thing. (laughs) It's a thing, right? Like we, you hurt me so much. Right. And also there's this love that I have for you. Yeah. And that's why, yeah, it is. It's very confusing. Um, and it's interesting because I even, okay. So this week in, in one of my groups, I have a gal who they're in a good place where they're, they're healing, they're moving forward, but forgiveness is not fully there. Right. So there's yeah. still a lot, lots of little like bumps in the road of building trust and like with mostly self, right. Not even right. the other person. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we feel like it's the other person. Um, but okay. We're going on a trip and I want it to be what it used to be. I want it to be magical and, and carefree and intimate and loving, but I'm still hurt. So how do we do that? And I think it's, it's like what you're saying is having these little moments and layers to say, I get to be me for me. I want to show up in this moment for me. And we're going to put this aside. I'm still hurt. And, and speaking that to your partner or whoever is involved so that we can enjoy this and yeah. have this for us. And that is authentic and that is real. And then we'll come hot back and we'll keep doing our thing and keep moving forward, but we can have both. And I think that even works like, okay, I need to go to a family event, but I'm really hurt by someone in my family. We can wrap it up for a moment. They can yeah. know that I'm still hurting and I'm still working through that. And we can have a good time. Absolutely. I've done that plenty of times. Yeah, absolutely. It's the, the, the act of like forgiving is actually like kind of like multi-layered. Mm. And so it's like, as you start to work through not only like what happened and the pain that it costs, but it also begins to ask you to address 
the judgments that you have against that person. And like, really like that's where forgiveness feels like it's actually doable is when we get into the judgments. So like, I when we get maybe their point of view. Is that what no, you're saying? Like, I, well, I think that there is like seeing it from their point of view is going to help you uh, let go of your perspective and what you meet, what it means about for you. But we can do that and still hold our own perspective and kind of go, okay, what is actually, what am I making up about X, Y, or Z? I the mean, stories. we certainly make up so much, uh, not because we're like this evil machine. It, it's because that's what our brain is designed to do. Um, but also looking at, um, the judgment we have, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. My husband, this was one that was like really a really painful, but kind of benign, I guess, example of some forgiveness that is so layered for me when we were maybe like five years into our marriage, we had two small children. My husband was, um, active in a couple addictions, which I didn't really know about, but he was at, well, I say, I didn't know about, but of course, looking back, I go, Hmm, I, I was pretending. Yeah. <laughs> pretending to not know. Um, but he was at a friend's house, like a poker night, all playing poker. And I called him because, uh, one child started throwing up and then the other one started throwing up. And so I asked him to come home. Cause at this point, these are like, we're not talking about kids that can make it to the toilet or throw in the bowl. We're talking like mm-hmm. toddlers, babies, where it's now this one gets in the bathtub, this one, wash the sheets, all of the stuff. So I asked him to come home and he didn't. And I was stewing, steaming, and I eventually called, then I started to throw up. Like we all started, oh, you know, no. so I oh, called no. my mom to come over and to, to, to help. Yeah. And she did. And I, the unforgiveness that I felt towards my husband was, I mean, that was, that was an offense, right? He's the same, same amount of parent as I am the same amount of spouse that I am. And, um, but he chose to not like honor this request. And what I had made up about him was probably more painful than the actual experience. (laughs) That sounds familiar. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) I had made up that he was selfish, that he was a horrible father, a horrible husband, like he's a narcissist. He's a, all the things. Right. And I was so sure that I was right. Uh, and to some degree I was, but I was holding on to these judgments and I did forgive him for the event, but what I didn't forgive was the judgments that I had against him. Hmm. And what that does is keeps him that version of him in my brain my brain is only going to pick up evidence to yes. support that. <laughs> and when we're talking about trying to transform our lives and have more of what we want and less of what we don't want, and we're trying to forgive things that feel really hard, releasing the judgments is a massive, massive piece of forgiveness work. Mm-hmm. And I know that probably the thing you're like, well, if I let go of the judgments, then like, how am I going to protect myself? And I want to say like that when you release the judgments that you're actually, and you actually forgive, you're actually clear eyed to see what it is that you want and need in terms of what's going to work for me in this relationship. What's not going to work for me in this relationship. We can blind ourselves with the judgments that we don't see what is actually happening. Interesting. 
I love this perspective. See, that's why you're here. Um, because I feel like I judge both ways and yeah. I put on the rose colored glasses and I'm oh, like, I've done we're that. good. We're totally good. And then I do the extreme and they're always, and they never. Mm-hmm. And so I love that idea of just letting go for me both and seeing with clarity, the reality and then being able to maybe set boundaries for myself, trust myself and my intuition more than relying on a partner or a a family member or a friend to show me that they are trustworthy. That's I think for sure where I went wrong. A lot of my life was waiting for others to show me instead of me trusting my own, like, where am I at with clarity and trust in that? So interesting, interesting. Um, I'm just thinking of all the, the ways that I've, I think I've done it. I just haven't named it that. And I haven't realized it's doing that, but I always do better when it's like, this is a process and I do better with, this is where I'm at right now. And yeah. I might need to go backwards and I might need to go forward and maybe circle around here a little bit longer to make sure that I can move forward. So I like yeah. that. I think too, we think that if like, if it comes back up for us or it happens again, that we didn't forgive. And I think there's a distinction to make, be made that when we forgive an event and then we hit a trigger from that event, that that's a new thing that we're forgiving. Like we're forgiving the fact that there is a trigger. Yeah. And then we get to actually look at, okay, what are the judgments I have of my husband because this trigger exists or this person or myself? Yeah. Cause it's so easy to live in judgment over who we think we are and not forgive ourselves. And it keeps mm. us stuck where we are. Especially when we start to learn a little bit more about ourselves or healthy communication yeah. and we don't do a great job one day. <laughs> so we're like, we're the worst. I know better. I should be doing better. Oh, Why yeah. am I so upset? Yeah. We'll shit all over ourselves, you know? <laughs> and the thing is, is like, even just the idea of holding these shoulds against mm-hmm. us, like we can, we can forgive ourselves for the critical spirit that we have yeah. over ourselves. And we can release the judgment that I like, there's like ones that are like kind of more of like that constant conversation, but felt so very true 10 years ago when I was about to just walk away from my marriage was like, I'm weak. Mm. I'm a doormat. Um, I can't do, you know, all this self judgment and when I was holding again, holding the unforgiveness against my husband, I didn't have the capacity to actually look at me and forgive me. Yeah. I and, can relate to that. And it was like my attention and my focus was on where like it, at that time in my life, he was the bad guy. Yeah. And, and it makes sense. Like that's yeah. easier. It feels right. Like it's outside perspective. Definitely. There's a, <laughs> these yeah. are the bad things happening in your life. And this is why. Absolutely. And it, and it feels like I'm just going to hold on tightly to this thing Mm -hmm. because it feels so huge, but it's like holding on to freaking cactus, even (laughs) though it hurts. Yeah. And then it it feels threatening to let go of the cactus and be like, now I get to look at like me Yeah, and where do I need to forgive me? Okay. So 
this is like blowing my mind because you're explaining like this. I already know this, but you're explaining it in a different way. I just love that. But it, it makes me laugh because I think of when I started going to do recovery work in therapy for feeling for being yeah. betrayed, not feeling betrayed. I was betrayed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember being like, we're here for you because you oh, yeah. have a problem sure. and you did this thing. And you now- made me come here. Yeah. Like I am, I have to go to this stupid group because you thanks. Thanks a lot. And I have to pay the baby. Like we're not even having fun. We're at therapy and group and it's stupid and I hate my life. Yeah. So when they started switching the narrative to like, let's look at your trauma, let's look at your behaviors and patterns. I was like, what, like, what are we even doing? I am happy. I am calm. Like I it's like I changed the story in my head that I was totally fine and it was him while I was like hurting and I was there because I needed help. But it was the self-reflection and ownership part was really difficult for me in the beginning. Absolutely. Um, really hard because it just felt so out of whack. Like yeah. this, how is this fair? How is am I playing a role in the forgiveness part? But of course I'm playing a role in the forgiveness part yeah. and I have to look at my own self. Well, and it's like, even if he's the bus that hits you, mm. we look at where do I step off the curb? Right? Like we don't own their side of the whole thing. We own our parts. Why do we do that? Well, because we have the power there. Yeah. Like, and if I'm stepping off the curb in different areas of my life. And I don't know that I'm doing it. That's a huge blind spot. Mm -hmm. It's causing me a lot of pain. I'm paying the price in a lot of areas of my life. For sure. But as long as I'm focused on the bus, the bus, the bus, I don't get to see actually like what I'm up to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's when you think about like, um, especially in like relationship and betrayal, uh, that we fit for a reason. And that I remember being livid at the idea, livid at the idea. Yeah. I was like, no, 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 you don't understand. I'm long suffering and I'm forgiving <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm different, <laughs> not me. Right. And, and it's fine. And I don't think that until you, it occurs to you for yourself that you're going to get it. There will be a yeah. moment when you actually surrender to, okay, I'm tired of being angry. I'm ready to like, see what I don't want to see. There's like a moment where you go like, Oh, and something occurs to you in a way, something you didn't know, you didn't know about you. And it's actually fantastic news because you have control over you. Mm -hmm. We spend so much time over in other people's yards, people that hurt us trying to like make, you know, you know, tell them where they need to mow their lawn and pull out those weeds. And, you know, that tree is overgrown and we're doing that so that, so that we don't have to be in our own yards because being in our own yards is hard work. (laughs) It's so uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm like, I'm learning new things about me, which sounds so weird, I'm 42 years old, but I'm in a new relationship mm-hmm. and new relationships are going to bring out things that weren't things for me before they were there, but we had bigger things to deal with, you know? And so it's been fascinating for me to be like, Oh, 
no one's ever told me that about myself, but you're right on. <laughs> like it is right here in front of my face. How did I miss this? Uh, Till the day we die. Yeah. It's bonkers. Till the day we die. Um, okay. So maybe we have that awareness. We start to see that some of the forgiveness is meant for us as well. Um, what are our steps? Like where, where did you start to progress forward in that layered forgiveness? So it was such a slow process for me because I kept going. I did like this teeter totter thing of like forgiving really fast and not really considering and how to the depths of what I was actually feeling or harboring. Right. So I would do this like teeter totter. And what I realized is like, when I chunk it down into what actually works, it becomes digestible and doable. So this is kind of the way that it occurs to me and what works for me up, you know, up until now. So I first think about the forgiveness being, whether it's for somebody else, like offering forgiveness for somebody else or offering forgiveness to ourselves, the same process works. And so I like to get really clear about the offense, like whatever it is. So I like the offense might be that just to use something like really simple, like a friend was going to meet you for lunch. They didn't show up. Right. So I would write out the offense you can do this mentally, but writing out has helpful, tactful, tactile thing. And then I like to look at what is it that it cost me that offense, right? Her not showing up for lunch. What did it cost me? What are the prices that I pay? What are the emotions that I feel? And I let myself actually bring up and feel the gravity of how much it hurts, which can feel really scary when we're talking about bigger things. And I want you to think like, it's okay. We're safe to feel our emotions. Mm-hmm. It's that when we resist them, they seem to just hang out. We marinate in them. Yeah, for sure. So if we can allow ourselves to be like, okay, this is like, there's an end goal to this. Like walking through this pain is actually going to help us walk out of it instead of just marinating in it. So I get really clear about the feelings and I let myself actually express all of the garbage that about the pain. Like, I don't try to make it pretty. I let it be as petty as I want it to be. <laughs> right. And, and whether that's about me or about the person, but we're using this example of the, the friend stood you up from lunch. And then I like to write down, what do I judge this person to be because of this offense? Mm. Now, this part is actually really, really helpful. I like to write and be petty with your judgments. She's unreliable. She's untrustworthy. She doesn't think about anybody but herself. She, you know, she's not thoughtful, all that stuff. And I write that down and then it becomes like a choice. Am I going to choose to let myself so the word forgive actually means to send, like to send from, am I going to choose to send this offense away from me and not in a way that it didn't hurt, that there isn't a consequence that any of that stuff, but am I going to choose to not hold it against that person, which can feel threatening. Um, when we make up that, that person, if we forgive that, that means they can just do it over and over and over again. Yeah. That's not what we're saying. We're talking about just holding that specific offense. We're going to choose to l- let it go to get off of it. And then I'm going to look at the, I have acknowledged how much pain is there, but I'm also going to look at the judgments and I'm going to choose to get off those judgments, releasing each one of those and allowing 
myself. The reason why we do this, I want to know who this person actually is, not just who I make them be because of how I experienced them or the, this, the situation. When I release those judgments, now it's going to be like an ongoing process. Like not once, once and done, then my brain is actually going to be looking for them to, my eyes will be open to see Mm -hmm. like where they actually aren't, where I actually am getting my choosing to perpetuate the pain over and over again, because I've made up who they are. So like, I'll give you an example from my life. Um, my mother-in-law, um, I, we have a very, uh, complex history where we both basically do the same thing to each other and judge each other for it. But I judged her as really being really, um, passive aggressive that everything she said had like another meaning. Yeah. And I had lots of proof and data to support this. And when I decided to get off of the offense of her saying something about my home decor or the way I was raising my kids or comments, I was like, okay, what if she's not actually passive aggressive? I make up that she doesn't like me. What does it look like when she expresses that she does like me? Like I started to open up the judgment. And the interesting part is that when I let go of the judgment, I start to experience her differently. Means that my brain is picking less up that I'm making up and looking at for who's actually there. I make up who's actually there. I make it up. And as long as I'm in those judgments, my the glasses I'm looking through are to prove that she's being this way, that she is this Mm -hmm. person and she might be, but I'm going to make every sigh be about me. I'm going to make instead of about the fact that maybe she just walked up the stairs and sighed, (laughs) right? Like it is. I very much relate to this, by the way, (laughs) my, my former. (laughs) Yes. And the reality is that I can, when I'm not Mm -hmm. in that judgment, And I've chosen to get off of the offense of where I've experienced pain in the past because of offenses, I am free to experience her differently. And there, that also creates clear boundaries of when I experience it as passive aggressiveness, I simply ask in that moment (laughs) because it's created this like natural boundary of a, like if I'm going to harbor unforgiveness, because I don't want her to do it again, but that causes us both pain. Yeah. If I forgive, the other option is what if I actually just asked her, like, how would I know? What if I just so brought it out? Tell the listeners moment? what that actually sounds like, because some people don't even know what passive aggressive feels like. Um, I didn't know. And I grew up with it and I was doing it. Like I didn't know I was doing it. You don't yeah. know what you don't know. Right. It's kind of like this, like underground agenda right? yes. <laughs> being expressed, uh, not directly. So yeah. like an example would be. Um, my mother-in-law asking me about something like in my home, my mother-in-law is incredibly artistic. Her house is like, if you walk into her house, everyone would be like, oh my gosh, can you give me a tour? It's like nothing you've ever seen. Nothing out of a magazine is like, she's an artist. It's very unique. And I, by contrast, am very like vanilla and I'm good with Mm. that. Right. And so like, she might say, uh, and I'm also very slow moving my pace is slow. So when I say, Oh, I want to get new flooring. And she comes and asks me the next time that she sees me. Oh, I thought you were going to get new flooring. My brain goes, Oh, she's 
She thinks my flooring is gross. She doesn't think that I'm going to follow through. She, right. And I make up stories. I make up this story that she's actually judging me. And so I'll ask her, I'll just ask her, Hey, what did you mean by that? Which may or may not go well in that conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on if it is passive aggressive. (laughs) Right. Uh, And also depending on what energy I bring to it. True. Right. Because if I'm being passive aggressive in the way that her, yeah. Yeah. If I'm coming at it like, hey, what did you mean by that? Right. Because I could be like, hey, you know what? When you said that, what I made that mean in my mind was this. Is that what you actually, was that what you were saying? And she'd be like, oh, no, no, no. I was asking because I was just at Lowe's and I saw all these flooring things. And I was wondering if you, I was just curious. I love that. And so I started to play with it. And I was like, when my mother-in-law asks me these questions that I view as passive aggressive, most of the time, it's actually how she is trying to relate with me yeah, to have a conversation with me. But I had made up based on those real life experiences that where there was some truth to those, that everything was being that. Mm -hmm. I very much relate to this and I'm I love that you have figured it out and can have that relationship. Well, I don't know if I figured it out. I would say <laughs> no. that we, and you, if you'd ask her, ask her, you like, we are very much a work in progress. Okay. But that's, that's better than the not right. Yeah. Um, it took me, uh, my former mother-in-law passed away. And as at her funeral is when I was like, oh, we could have been really great friends. Yeah. I had no idea. We were very much the same. And I think we just butted heads because we were the same and it was like competition or something. It was crazy. And I just like, yeah. So my forgiveness has been through she's passed. So and we can forgive, like, we don't ever have to even have a conversation with yeah. a person. Let's just say you're in a, a situation where you were assaulted, right? Yeah. I don't ever have to go talk to that person. Yep to offer forgiveness, but I can do it for me because it releases me. Cause whatever we don't forgive, it tethers us to the past. Yeah. Whatever we don't for what, whatever we don't forgive keeps us stuck where we are. And so that's really the whole point of forgiveness is freedom. Oh, and it really, I never really understood that. And I don't know that we ever do until we actually experience it. And it's yeah. this weight of like, Oh, this is how I'm supposed to feel. This feels so good. Yeah. Well, think about it. It's like, if I told you, if you've never run on a treadmill and I told you all I get to describe the treadmill, you've watched videos of what it's like to run a treadmill. And I explain like, well, it's like running, but the ground moves too. (laughs) Right. And you're like, I have a pretty good understanding. That makes sense to me what a treadmill is. But until you actually read on the run on the treadmill, you don't truly understand what it feels like how it's slightly different from running on the ground, how you just, you can't. Right. So I think like anybody that's listening to this, that is going like, I, this is like, I get it in concept, but I don't like, I, I don't get it. Like, it's just like, be patient with yourself. Like, don't judge your pace knowing that like it comes up in layers. It's not like one day you're going to open up this like gift of forgiveness in your life. And it's all going to be like kumbaya and you're going to feel it. No, it's going to be layer by layer by layer because that's what we do in forgiveness in life. And it really is. And I think back, I, I mean, I have people who still say, when did you know you forgave your former husband? And I'm Mm -hmm. like, I I didn't necessarily wake up one day and think forgiveness is here. It really was 
a lot of my healing for me. Yeah. That allowed me that freedom to give to him. You yeah. know, he was showing up. It's not that he For wasn't sure. doing anything. He was doing his own work, but it allowed me that space to say, okay, I can give this. I had a very similar experience when I actually saw my part I was playing. Mm-hmm. That's when it shifted for me. Forgiveness before that was this weird manipulative thing in my head of like, I'm going to forgive to be good or forgive mm-hmm. for some peace, like where there was like little stuff. And then when I was like, no, this, I, this is really bad. I'm going to hold on to this. Like I'm going to make him pay. Right. Um, but when I actually saw what I had been contributing to our marriage over like this, not, cause I was like holding this nine years of garbage against him. Mm-hmm. And when I actually started to see my own stuff, and what I had been up to, what I, like, I remember thinking uh, one of the things that I stopped asking my husband to help me like bathe the kids mm-hmm. because he would never help. And I was tired of hearing the no. Mm-hmm. And so here I am in my mind, like the martyr, the, the victim to adult child, the, you know, <laughs> alone in the thing, I'm the good parent. I'm the responsible one, right? Definitely. Like I had yeah. worn these things like badges of honor. And when I realized that when I had stopped fighting, that I was betraying myself and I was betraying my husband and betraying my children because I was no longer willing to stand for the life I wanted. Mm -hmm. And I was doing it because I wanted a lot of things. I wanted peace. I wanted, I didn't want to like keep being disappointed. All those things like for a very, you know, good reasons. But Mm -hmm. when I actually saw just how criminal that was, on my side. And I use the word criminal because we're all criminal. Just some of us are more arrestable than others. You look at my husband and be like, well, lock him up. We got the rap sheet. But when we look at our, our own stuff and we can see where we had this like little bit of our contributions and what we mm-hmm. were up to, oh man, it's the seeing it that opens up this ability to trust yourself. Yeah. Because if I can see what I was up to, like, this is the thing where my mind goes, if I can see where I contributed to something that I felt victimized in, even if it was 2% and I could see where I had contributed to the very thing that brought me pain, then that shows I had power. I had power that I didn't, I couldn't see at the moment at the time Mm -hmm. I was making the best choices that I could possibly imagine. Like I thought I was doing all the, the right stuff. Right. So I have compassion for her. But when I could see that I actually had knowing and power, all the, it, it, so much more power than I ever thought I actually had, I felt powerless. But when yeah. I could actually see that I had power that I didn't use, all of a sudden my body goes, oh, I don't need to hold on to unforgiveness to protect me. Yeah. I actually have power. I just, like, there's always resources. I was choosing to not be resourceful in a way that was helpful. I was mm. being resourceful in a way that kept me stuck in that painful cycle for nine years. Yeah. No, no bad, no bad. Right. Like we get to offer grace and forgiveness. Um, but it was like the seeing it, Yeah. which I know that when you're on the other side of not seeing it, that feels like I hate you. Like stop talking. Like you don't know my situation. I'm going to throat punch you. But yeah. once you think like when, once it occurs to you, like, Oh, looking at my own stuff that I can forgive myself for is the gateway to be able to forgive the thing you don't want to forgive. Yeah. I mean, I look at it for me, I 
felt very powerless. I didn't use my voice. I gave up. Um, okay. You don't want to do what I want to do. Okay. We don't, we're not, we're not the same in these ways. And I'm just here with kids at home. Okay. Like I kind of did give up on a lot of the life that I wanted. Yeah. And definitely lived in victimhood, but with a mask, like a victimhood in my home with him, but to the world, I was, we were great. You know, we'd go to church and people like, you are the perfect family. And I was like, oh my, shut up. Like Mm. if you only knew, right. Um, and it's interesting because of course we cannot see when we're in it. Like it is even the 2% feels not fair. I don't want to own 2% of your choices, Mm -hmm. right. Of contributing to those choices. Um, but I understand it now. And it's interesting because I had a friend telling me about all this, this couple, they're unhappy, you know, she's doing all these amazing things Mm -hmm. and he's doing nothing over here. And, and she's on, she loves him, but she's unhappy because he won't keep up with her and do all these things. And they're like, it reminds me of you. And, Mm -hmm. and I thought, oh, I have, for me, I look at her situation. We can always solve everyone else's problems. And I'm like, oh yeah. Like she doesn't know her power. She doesn't know that she can ask for what she wants and needs. And she doesn't feel worthy of having a partner who loves to be with her and do all these things. And, um, I mean, there's obviously, I'm just making a lot of assumptions, but I'm like, it's me. That was me. I, when I'm speaking those things about someone else, pretty much I'm speaking about old Ashlyn what I didn't know then that I know now how to use my voice, how to forgive, but still use my voice. Like you're talking about Mm. and, and not just say, okay, it's one and done, which I definitely hear too. People say, I forgive my, you know, this big wound. And then we're not allowed to talk about it ever again. And so when they're triggered, they're, they're ridiculed and they're, they're, they feel so much guilt of why am I feeling triggered? People are still surprised. I get triggered and yeah. I'm not even married to the person anymore. Like you've done all this work. You should be over it. You should be done. Like that doesn't give me hope. That makes me feel hopeless that you still get triggered. And I'm like, oh, like it is, we're just layered souls with so much in us. And I wish I was not triggered still, but yeah, I have moments where things are familiar. And yeah. I have to see my part in why does, is this my pain or is this reality? Yes. Oh, that's so good. I think that that like forgiveness being an event and a process mm-hmm. and anyone asking you to not bring, bring up to express the pain that you're experiencing because of the trigger, right. That is right. A sign of unsafety. Yeah. For but sure. the willingness to, and we can punish with that if we want to, but if we're yeah. just, but it's, so it's a way that we can, uh, you know, it's like the teeter totter. We went from, you know, like doormat. I like to say like doormat to bitch, right? Like we just, <laughs> because, um, well, boundaries look bitchy, but they less, they make us less bitchy. They just do. Yes. And it, it was like, but so like we can, there, there takes, there, it, sometimes it takes a lot of practice to get to the balance point of how can I actually just be boundaried without having to like eviscerate someone. (laughs) Yes. Right. How can I, right. So, but it's a learning curve. Yeah. It's a learning curve. And sometimes we need, sometimes we need all the anger to help us get out of absolutely the bravery to speak what is true for us or what we will stand for, what we won't stand for. And the same thing with 
forgiving ourselves, knowing that it's event and process. Like when I get triggered to something of like where I was in so much judgment over myself for being um, weak. And when I experience myself uh, being weak now, or even the trigger of seeing somebody else in their, you know, in my perceived of perception or assessment of them as weakness. When I look at it and it's not an assessment, like an observation, but it's actually a judgment of that person. Mm. I go, Oh, I still have me to forgive. Like I don't, it, when it comes out as a judgment, like when I'm judging somebody else, I just go, okay, where's that for, where is that in me? Mm. I don't want to like accept in me. No bad. It's like my mother-in-law triggering me about her passive aggressiveness was just about me not wanting to be and own and forgive my own indirect communication. (laughs) And the more I am willing to be with mine and not judge it, but be curious with it, compassionate with it, forgiveness with it, right. The less I see it in the world, the less it triggers me. Mm -hmm. So like, and I think too, that are the, those, these betrayal traumas, a lot of them, um, they're not the first there. And, and so like the forgiveness works actually predates them. And when we can go and actually work on the forgiveness of the original, instead of, I like to like, think of it like a scale, right? Like we have a reaction because of something or like the trigger that really hits us and we get really angry. I like go like, which part of this is not theirs. Yeah. Like if I'm, if, if the situation ca- calls for maybe an emotional reaction of a five and I'm feeling a 10 and I'm giving them a 10, <laughs> including myself, right? If I'm giving myself a 10, yeah. but really it's a five, I go, okay, can I separate them? Can I separate them for a moment and actually deal with them separately? Yeah. That's what we were just in therapy for, um, on Monday. So there you ah. go. Of like, how do I. I'm yeah, I had a moment where I definitely was a level 10 and I have not had that in my one year relationship yet of a trigger. And it was like, it was too familiar. Yeah. It was too familiar. And I'd never told him that that was a trigger for me. And so it was like, he is over there going, I literally am doing nothing wrong. (laughs) Like what is happening? I'm like, you it's plain as day. Can't you see you're terrible? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can relate. (laughs) Oh, forgiveness. It's great. No, I think, um, I think we all want it. I think we want that freedom and the surrender to let go. It's just scary because we want to protect ourselves. And I think once we can accept that we're just going to like that's what life is. And the more we can learn and be curious about ourselves and honor our knowing we're still going to get hurt, but we know how to stand up for ourselves or take care of ourselves. Like there's things that I didn't think I was capable of. And mm-hmm. so I held on to those, the pain oh, because yeah. it felt like it was helping me get to where I needed to go. And in the reality is yeah. letting go is where I found my peace and freedom and success. It's a different success, but it's, it's the, it's what I've always wanted. Yeah. And we're not 
compartmentalized people. So it's like the unforgiveness we hold against ourselves or another person in one area is taking up space and energy and Mm. possibilities from another area of your life. And they don't seem at all joined together, but they are like, I know when I work uh, with my individual clients, uh, we spend one of our sessions purely on forgiveness work. And what I know is that after that week, that their results start to roll in faster. Really? Because when we release the judgments that we have against ourselves or other people, we're no longer tethered to needing to avoid it. So it's like, if I am afraid of failure and I'm in unforgiveness towards the perceived failures of the past for myself, mm-hmm. then I'm going to, I'm holding on to it. I don't want to fail anymore. I'm going to avoid any option to fail, which means I'm avoiding the option to succeed. I'm mm-hmm. actually going to be like recreating it over and over again. So like when I don't want to forgive, uh, you know, like my husband for doing something, then there's already that unforgiveness that's holding I'm holding on to that. Now I don't have space. Like I'm, I'm an unforgiveness because I think it's going to protect me from being hurt. Well, now mm-hmm. I don't have the space to actually be loved and have intimacy yes. in the way that I want. And so I'm already paying the price of the thing I don't want because I don't want to like release the unforgiveness when I can release, release the unforgiveness and actually ha- be boundaried. Yeah. So I can have more of what I want while getting less of what I don't want. But until you experience it, it's hard. It it, it feels like being asked to play a game that there's not a winner, like, but you want to do what? Like they're going to win. Like they just get off the hook, right? Like, and the reality is like, no, it's us. It is us. And I think I have girls who are getting divorced right now and they're like, but their lives are fairy tales and it's not fair. And they're. Have they did all this? They're with a new person and they're everything's golden. And the reality is when things really hit the fan, their lives aren't golden. And so we paint these pictures, um, instead of we're just wasting energy on the things that are tethering us to pain. And so I hope the listeners are hearing we're not saying just forgive and let go and bend over, do nothing. It's forgiveness for you, forgiveness for others Mm -hmm. so that you can be boundaried and live the life that you deserve with the energy you deserve. Yeah. hundred percent. You get more of what you want when you enter into authentic forgiveness, like, because we can very easily forgive as a way to excuse. Yeah. And that's not what forgiveness is. And I will say it's forgive. And then when there are mess ups, it's talking about it rather than the condemning. And now, you know, that was your last chance instead of, I mean, you know, when it's the last chance with someone, but mm-hmm. there we're human. And when we're trying to speak a new language and trying to learn a new pattern, it's yeah. difficult for, on both well, sides. And when we hold on to that pain, we just transmit it in our life to every place mm-hmm. when that, except where we, we have the pain, we can let it transform us. We have two options, transmit or transform and the pain's there. Unfortunately, we don't get to go back in time. That's what we want. Yes. It's not fair. And maybe their life is actually rainbows and unicorns. So then the the question is at what point do we not let them dictate the quality of life that we have now, right? Like we don't get to control their life. 
they're in charge of their life, but we get to be in charge of ours. But when our focus is on holding on to how it's unfair it is, or holding on to all the wrongs that were done to you, mm-hmm. like we never get to the point of truly grieving. And we're focused on what isn't and what couldn't and why it shouldn't. And all, we never actually use all that energy to create what we do want. Mm. Like if we want, it's not fair. You're right. It's not fair. What do I want that I have control over? Yeah. How can I offer it to myself? Cause like, think of it like, this is, so, um, there's this TV show, Cobra Kai, which is based off of, uh, karate kids. I started watching yeah, with yeah. my son and the, the kid that loses in the original karate kid, right. He ends up being this like bitter, like alcoholic who has no like future because he's holding on to unforgiveness that he didn't win that match. Right. It tainted his entire life. And like, while you're watching it, you're going to be like, dude, like let it go. <laughs> but it's like literally has poisoned every viewpoint he has of everything and everybody. And he's living in this, this space where he is just in response to the pain he experienced instead of actually going like, Hey, that was, un- that was unfair. That was painful. That was, I really felt all this crappy things about myself, my, all of this stuff, right. They all get to be real valid and true, but at what point do we allow ourselves to release the past? So you can create the life that you want. And so it's like, what I like, that was like, what popped in my mind was like, do you want to be the guy that is living the crap life? Because he can't let go of forgiving something happened when he was a teenager, but that's what we do. Yeah. I think about when my mom picked me up late from school. Right. And, and an exchange that we have, and I have this memory in my head and where I like made it mean that I, that I wasn't important. Yep. And I held oh, on I've done it. the trauma work on that. Like right. it's ridiculous, but yes, I was holding right. on to stuff like right. that. I'm not important. And then my oh. husband doesn't come home to take care of my, me and my sick kids. There you go. I'm not important. <laughs> guess what? If I don't do my forgiveness work on the regular, guess what? I'm going to attract and seek out in my life. Yeah. A bunch of people who will not think or not show up for me in the way that I want them to. But that's, that's like, that's where I have the power. Yeah. I love it. Where can our listeners find you, Jamie? They can find me on Instagram. Um, my handle is unstuckologist and my website is jamiegordonlifecoaching.com. Okay. And Jamie, she, I mean, she's smart and she's also silly. So if you like, she does like little real skits things. So, um, you'll be entertained while learning. So there you go. (laughs) Thank you so much, Jamie. Oh, this was fun. Thank you. Thanks for being here with me today. Whether I was with you doing your dishes while you got ready or driving in your car. If you found a nugget in this episode, please take 30 seconds. You can click on the link below in the show notes and leave me a quick review over on iTunes, or you can share on social media or shoot me an email. It offers me your support without you having to spend a dime or much of your time. Until next time, be the buffalo.